I'm fucking back. What is up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to the life of Connor. This is episode three. I do apologize that I haven't brought out a podcast in a minute. I've just been really, really busy working on my own business, Connison. As I said in my last um, podcast in the coronavirus one, I just said it's a perfect time to just like really work hard and that's what I've been doing. So that's just been my priority at the moment. So I do apologize. But today I have a brand new podcast with a good mate of mine named Blake. We talk some business, we talk some shit. Um, and he gives you some good advice if you don't want to work the nine to five. And yeah, let's get into it. Bear with me as well. The audio will be different as it's online. So yeah, I do apologize if it is a bit different. Let's go. That bitch is crazy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the life of Connor. This is episode three, I think, yeah, and this is my first ever guest. I'm very thankful to have uh, this guest on today. Um, His name is Blake. He's one of my good, good friends, Um, basically like a brother to me. Um, He's from LA, and yeah, we're just going to talk some shit. I'm going to hear his story, and yeah, would you like to properly introduce yourself, Blake? Yes, sir. Connor, thanks for having me, brother. Um, My name is Blake D'Alessio, 23 years old. I'm from Philadelphia, PA, and I live in Hollywood, California. That's the way. Um, anytime to have you, man. I appreciate your time of day. Um, would you like to talk about like what you do so people can sort of get a bit of a gist of what you do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm a director, editor, uh, I'm a writer, cinematographer, artist, you know, the whole nine in the creative world. Um, but I'm also a business owner of a company called AXO Talent. And we are basically a versatile media production, digital marketing, and talent consulting agency. So I've been running AXA Talent since 2017. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the icing on the cake right there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I remember when I uh, signed up to AXO. So I've been with AXO for the basically the start. I was probably like, once you launched, I was probably a month in after that. Um, so me and Blake have known each other for a a pretty long time, you could say. Um, I've been lucky enough to live with Blake. He's absolutely a terrible roommate. Doesn't clean up for himself. <laughs> but <Wow>. you're flipping. <laughs> I'm I'm way cleaner than you, buddy. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But um, yeah. So basically, I just want to talk about today, just um, a bit more about AXO. What you sort of like do, like deeply into it. Um, like I know there's so many people that are signed up to AXO, so you can talk about how many people you have. Um, we talk about some of the trips that you've gone on. I know that um, I've seen on your Instagram that you've done a fair few trips. You've gone to Italy, um, Hawaii, you know, and a few other little places like that. So, um, yeah, do you want to just sort of deep in? So what's the main thing AXO does? Like can you, yeah, tell us that? Yeah, for sure. So just just ask me, you know, any question, and I'll uh, I'll answer it for you in, in more detail because there's a lot going on. Uh, number one, uh, Exit Talent is a media production agency. So at the core of everything, we create stunning visual content. You know, that is the biggest thing is producing engaging content for social outlets. Uh, but we also establish marketing solutions, and on top of it, we guide ambitious visionaries. So I've been creating content, you know, directing media since I was a little kid. And, um, you know, eventually we jumped into marketing and then I ended up with consulting other people on how to do media and marketing themselves. So that's kind of like the the overall gist of everything. Um, In regards to like the travel and stuff like that, we've definitely traveled on a lot of different projects. I've worked on hundreds of campaigns. I have literally consulted thousands of people around the world from artists, directors, models. You know, pretty much anyone who has some sort of creative passion but just doesn't understand the supplemental skills necessary to level up professionally by starting a business and marketing themselves and really creating some sort of system so that they can have a career doing something they're passionate about instead of just doing it, you know, for fun. Because it that's the biggest problem that I had when I had first moved out here from uh, Philadelphia was that no one really was teaching others or, or given that like insight on like how to do what you 
what you love as a career. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the overall thing. Yeah, it's cool. I'll fuck with that. Um, and it's pretty hard, especially in LA, like everyone's sort of flaky as you can clearly know. And if you've been to LA, you know, you know, if you know, you know, that's probably the better term. Um, how many people are in AXO? Like, is there, do you have a team that, is it strictly you that runs the business or do you have, um, other people doing business for you or is it, yeah, what's the go with that? So I'm the sole the sole owner and 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 employee of AXO Talent. With that being said, I have multiple different teams uh, that help me manage different departments. Um, you know, they work as affiliates and independent contractors. Um, but I'm the guy behind the scenes making all the moves. And in regards to the clients, how many alphas do I have? I have nearly fifteen hundred. And um, when I did my revamp last year in March, April. I ended up cutting close to like 600 different alphas who just didn't really need my help anymore. So not necessarily, uh, you know, cut them in a bad way. I was just like, okay, they don't really need my help anymore. They're off doing their own thing. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's been thousands of applications though. That's the thing. When I, when I first launched, there was like, it was insane. It was just like, I was up till 6am every single day every single night, just responding to people, looking at different people's goals and ambitions. Cause if you look at my application, like I'm asking very like in-depth questions and um, you know, it's, it's one-on-one consulting. Like I'm not giving people like a course and uh, you know, some video manual with like how to like do these things. Like I'll, I'll talk to someone like, Hey, like, what's up, man? What's up, sis? You know, what are you, what are you doing with your life? What, what do you want to do with your life? You know, where are you struggling at? What is, what is there? Uh, where is there an issue, you know, like, what can I do for you and, and help you out with and like really building that relationship helps me understand what their true like core competencies are and, and where they're lacking certain skills. So I love what I do, man. I really do because I'm not only building lifelong relationships with uh, clients, but these people usually turn into my friends and um, it's just like this huge network. It's a community and um, more than anything, a pack, just a pack of leaders, man, alphas and it's not like, oh, you're an alpha, I'm better than you, you know, because that's usually what the connotation is. It's more like, you know, I'm an alpha, I'm, I'm, I'm the best version of myself. That's what it's really, self-actualization, becoming the best version of yourself, becoming a leader in your own life and leading your own way instead of following others and, you know, just doing it for the looks and stuff like that. Because there's so many talented people out there, really. There's so many talented kids out there. They just have no idea how to get started or really they don't have that, like, uh, plan they don't have a plan so i mean that's what i'm good at and uh, I, I love my job bro i really do but that's that's how i got started eh? so talent got me in this industry and it's how i've been able to make an impact so far yeah you've done a lot like you've especially with me you've helped me out like as you know i call you every day i message you like i need help can you help me with this um so I, once again i am thankful for all the time that you give me and i know that you've helped out a lot of people um and it's cool like to see that, like, were you surprised with all the applications? Like, just with me personally, when I get, like, sales from random people I don't know, it's like, fuck, like, you're really, like, it, it's really warming and just, like, the response is crazy. Like, last night I just dropped um, a vintage collection and it just blew up. I had so many people in my store and it just, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's really warming and, like, fuck, people truly believe in you and your vision. Did you Do you believe that as well? Yeah, um, I first want to say your vintage collection is fire, by the way. I love that stuff. The stuff you dropped last night is great. Um, number you. two, dude, it's it's exciting, man. It's it's like exhilarating knowing that all these different people want to get to know you and what your business could do for them. And that's when I first started off, I really had like a lot of hiccups and, and challenges to overcome because it was like, okay, it was just me. And in the first week, I'll never forget it. I, I had 4,000 different people like just apply. And so I was like, whoa, how do I get back to all of them? How do I choose? You know, what, how can I manage all these clients? And, and that's when I realized a lot of them that, you know, were applying, were applying because it looked cool, not because they wanted to actually do something. And so that's when I realized I could be the only one that does the interviews. And it was difficult for me to hire others because it, I just had a way of analyzing it and, and really understanding if this person is truly ambitious or not, or if they're just trying to do it for, you know, the fame and the, and the money and, you know, all the pointless cloud shit. And it, it got tiring after a while. And 
that's why I definitely had to make adjustments to AXA Talent. And I, every year I do a revamp in March and April for that reason, to make the company better, to assess flaws that we have, just do like a full-on SWOT analysis. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, pretty cool. Um, do you think like, I don't know, do you still think there's clout around? Like for me personally, I remember like back in 2018, clout was like the thing. But now I don't feel like clout is a like a term or a, a it's not even cloud anymore. Do you like? Do you agree, dude? I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. It's the worst. And it, it's like a lot of people are, are solely chasing that. They're like, I had a dream, and my dream was to get cloud. Or like, they won't say that specifically, but it's like the, there's no real like ambition there intrinsically. It's all like extrinsic. And the difference between that is like you know intrinsic intrinsic values and extrinsic values are, are something that you know people don't really look into or understand. And when you have intrinsic goals, then, you know, it's a, it's more satisfying, fulfilling. The extrinsic, you know, goes away, weathers away. It's, you know, money, cars, shit like that. Um, but I think cloud is definitely still around, unfortunately. And I think fame is different. You know, like some people have natural fame, but then there's people who are just tr- like chasing cloud and want to just show off things they don't have to make it seem like they're living a life that's not real. And uh, that's the problem with social media, man. I mean, my neighbors before their fucking house was called the clout house, you know, like good for them. They knew how to monetize this whole industry and everything, but God damn, dude, it was, it's just just challenging because these kids like you're all fucked in the head. Yeah. Well, it is true. Like everyone's just trying to chase that extra like, and like, do you think like, social media is toxic like for me personally um i used to you know we we all sort of chase likes in a way like it's just how it is not like to the end goal but we all love to see results because that's it helps business um Dude. dude to be honest with you connor to be straight up honest with you the likes and the comments and and the followers and shit like that you know comments are different when they're like genuine comments and stuff like that but the likes dude Bro, a lot of them are fake. They're just sent to someone's page from an SEO account. And number two, they don't mean really anything. It's for business and it's for image, you know. And once you understand that, then you can really go on with your life and realize, okay, the actual quality of content I'm putting out and what I'm creating matters more than anything. That's what's really going to get you farther, putting out an absolute gem of a piece of content and it just popping off, you know. If somebody puts out a piece of shit photo and they send 8,000 likes to it, and, you know, they got like one comment from their grandma, you know, then that says something. So, I mean, it's more just about creating consistently all the time. And I know that crazy ass Gary Vee saying that shit all the time to like seven-year-olds. Never stop creating, man. But dude, he's right. He's really right, bro. You just got to keep going with it, making content, and eventually it'll just pick up. Consistency is key, bro. Um, you know, getting getting that validation from your friends that's in a genuine way, I think that's different, you know, and they give you nice comments and they're shouting you out like, oh, dude, love this stuff, like this new drop you put out or like, oh, this new piece you put out is sick. Like that's that's different. And then that's like if you get natural press from it, great. But then you have people who like it's all fake, all fake press, all fake friends, and it's, it's, just, it's a shame because they think it's the name of the game, but it's not. You don't have to fake it till you make it. That's that's a lie, bro. You just got to be real. That's 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 really how you can make it. Honestly, you've like hit the nail on the head there. Um, yeah, it's like straight facts. Like people don't realize that there's so much fake shit on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Like, you know, people buy fake likes, followers. But even like with – I personally don't – think i hate the word influencer like i feel like influencer isn't like you know people posting fucking clothes and be like oh check out this brand like i'm influencing you to buy this like an influencer for me personally is like i've always been told like when i was younger don't hang around this kid he's a bad influence hang around this person he's a good influence you know you know what i mean like that's an influencer that's someone who's going to influence an example like you influence me to be a better person than myself to help me reach my business that's an influencer not someone who sells a product or a skincare product or whatnot that's not a fucking influencer and i hate it like you talk to people in like you know in real life especially in la i'm like oh so what do you do i'm an influencer i'm like no, you're not. You're not a fucking influencer. You're just not. Like, if you're not influencing me to be a better person or your viewers, then you're not an influencer. And that is a straight fact. 
I've just gone on like a little bit of a rant there, but it's true. Like, do, do you agree? I, I agree to you to an extent. I will say that because look, man, it, it's like all words. They, they evolve and all things pretty much evolve. Like the, so many words didn't mean something before and then they mean something. And when you influence, like you said, when you're younger, it's like, oh, they're a bad influence, a good influence. Don't hang out with, them. you know, like that's, that's true. And then the word became like, okay, this is a, an, an influencer of a but the thing is, there's been influencers of companies and brands and products before social media was around. Oh, hundred percent. The job, the job influencer is just freshly coming on the scene in the past like five, you know, ten years, and um, I think that it's just super saturated, and um, I think people lead with just that, which is the problem. So you know, like like I said, words evolve. Like the word cake, the, the like that's my nickname, you know. Cake means food, tasty pastry. But the thing is, it evolved into meaning like, you know, like a, you, your life can be a piece of cake, a cakewalk. You know, it's like a, a way to say summer, like, oh, cake is an ass or cake means money or something like that, you know. But, but influencer, influencer really evolved into a super saturated job title. And I think that people forget, you know, to have the core career beyond that. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. I get that's a valid point there because I just feel like yeah, it's very fresh now, and everyone's just sort of it's oversaturated. Like I'm definitely back with when I was like starting Instagram, I put in the influencer caption in the bio, but like it's definitely not there now. But um, yeah, as well, well talk hate on them. You can't hate on influencers, dude. They're they're oh awesome. definitely definitely like there is yeah. definitely some good influencers. Like I'm not dissing influencers, but I hate how it's yeah. just a lot of people think it's just selling a product you know like sure. there is definitely good influences example let's just say you could say justin bieber because he can influence you to buy a product or you know something like that that's a proper influencer in my opinion yeah. like that's just clearly my opinion but as well talking about that clout shit before it's kind of weird that you look at like tv actors they never flex like it's just you know, have you ever noticed that like for me i yeah they just yeah, it's just like they don't flex their money, but like you see musicians, even if they're popping, they're still flexing everything they have. Um, I they, come that was- OG. they come from OG fame. That's the thing. True, you know? true. It's not clout. It's like I said, it's natural fame. Some actors don't want to be famous. Some business owners don't want to be famous and it just happens. So, you know, that that's the difference between people that want the clout and then there's people that just acquire that, that fame. So... I think you're on to something there too. Yeah, I just sort of notice like I always look at it and I'm always seeing like musicians and like hype beasts flexing and stuff. And it's like I've never seen like any TV actor flex like it. They're always just like quiet, like living in like let's just say Malibu, just keeping quiet and just doing their shit and just making their money. Like yeah. I'm like that's like what I want to be like, just make my money, be quiet. Um but as well, yeah, I just want to talk about um, a bit of about the LA life. We've both been in it. You've been in it clearly more than me. Um, do you want to talk how LA is? So what's like, why does everyone move to LA? Um, you were originally in Santa Barbara, weren't you? If you want to talk about where that is? Yeah, for sure. I mean, how LA is, man. Oh, my God. What a, what a fat question to ask. I mean, <laughs> I, moved out, I moved out to California from, from PA, Pennsylvania. Some people think that means personal assistant. <laughs> um, I moved to Santa Barbara to go to university and I studied business communications, um, you know, really just everything that had to do with sociology, some psychology. And I didn't really need to study film and media. I, I took a film and media class and then they were just like, yeah, you need to get out of my class. And I thought I was in trouble. And they were just like, you just don't need this class. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I started to study more about the culture and how to use these skills I had in a real career. And I learned a little bit, some really cool stuff, great teachers in Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, I, I had a great experience there, met some awesome friends, lifelong friends, Michael Marone, Dylan Kniff, uh, you know, some of my best friends, Emmanuel. Uh, it, my best friend actually moved out for me from, from Philadelphia, uh, Chris Heiler. He moved out and lived with me for a year and um, he eventually started his own business, which was badass. Um, Santa Barbara is a beautiful place to live. Dude, the quality of living there is unreal. But Eventually, I got to a point where I was, you know, like growing with my company with like not my company with like my own personal brand. And I was learning everything that had to do with uh, personal branding and um, really became an expert with, you know, my own philosophy and mastered the skills that I did with brand startup, business development, digital marketing, network development, media production, content strategy, 
storytelling, brand communications, creating proposals, closing clients. Like these were all very important things. And there was this guy named Jeremy, um, guy who started Beautiful Destinations. I don't know why I'm blanking on his last name. Right? Jeremy Jauncey. And he was killing it. And um, I watched his stuff every day. Finally launched AXA Talent at 20. And I was bouncing back and forth uh, from L.A. to Santa Barbara, meeting people, networking, and finally made the move uh, when I was 21 in, in 2017, right before I turned 22 and had a massive birthday party. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I moved down to, to L.A. And, and I first lived here for a month with you, actually. And yeah. one of my one of my good friends, Dante Herco, and he lived with me for a little bit and he helped me out with working with the business and he actually was the one who helped me get my uh first DSLR. He he helped me invest in the the one DX Mark II, which was fucking huge for me. Once I got that thing, I was unstoppable, man. I was like I had a GoPro my whole life. That's what I was editing videos on. I was getting international jobs with a damn GoPro, which is why I really think I became so good at editing and everything else. Because I was a director without the right equipment. So it made me so much hungrier to, to get those things I wanted. And, um, dude, living in L.A. with you for a month was great. Uh, I moved around to a couple other spots. And then eventually in August um, of 2018, I just moved into the Alpha House, which was fucking sick. That was a movie, dude. Uh, that was probably one of the coolest years of my life. But also one of the snakiest years of my life with some people trying to get – get uh, do shit behind my back, for for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we've I've been to the house, the Alpha House. If people would know, as we said before, it's next to the Cloud House, and um, what's the other one? Phase Phase House, um, right up there. Was it Justin Bieber's old house, or was it Twenty One Savages, or was it both? Dude, it was I don't one know. Of the two. One, I don't know which one they lived at. I mean, the guy who owns the houses, his name is Danny Fitzgerald. He's an absolute character. I'll just leave it at that. Um, the guy is uh, like has a celebrity uh, real estate developer, and he just uh, claims about all these people that lives in his homes. And he has really cool houses, um, but I don't know which one. There's three up there that are pretty identical. One of them is bigger than the other. The, the I'm pretty sure Weed Maps lived there before as well, um, and then Nelk Boys lived there for a little bit. And then I don't know how all that stuff ended with them, but I lived there for a year and then ended up moving in with my uh, ex girlfriend. But that house is incredible. 21 Savage, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber. I know they definitely have lived in there at one point in, a, in one of the houses. I don't know which one. But, yeah, they're those – the, the, I'm sure people have seen the pictures of the, the pools with the Hollywood written on it. Like, yep. cool hanging out there and living there. And after a while, it just kind of turns into a sunken place because the upstairs living room and kitchen is, like, bigger than a fucking LA Fitness. And it takes, like – 12 minutes to go from my room to, you know, the kitchen and there's a damn elevator in the house, which cost like $600 to use it each time. I mean, it was awesome. Not, don't get me wrong. Had some great experiences, great memories. It was a perfect place to brand exit talent, to meet different people, get jobs done. And, uh, yeah, dude, the Alpha house was badass. Had a fucking movie theater in there. And my roommate, uh, the guy who I had met first, who was living there, Max, such a cool guy. He would just let me drive his Rolls Royce sometimes, which I thought was awesome. And um, I actually got a couple of pictures on my Instagram with, with his Rolls in, in front of the house. And also Jack's car in front of the house in his old i8. Yeah, that, that i8. That photo of him and um, Cray Tyler. Oh, you know the one I'm talking about? I don't. It's like, know what it's, about. Uh, it's like him and Jack on the uh, i8. And it's just like a pink as sunset at the back. It's fucking clean. Um, um, oh, yeah. I've been... I've and, been to the house. And, and and Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, yeah. That's a nice fucking photo. It's like one of my favorites by far. But yeah, I've been to uh, the um. I was gonna say Cloud House, the Alpha House. I remember we before you moved in, we had a party there with um Val and all that stuff. That was a pretty big night with the English boys. Alex, Alex yeah, and fucking Josh. Those guys, those are my mates, man. They were the first guys I ever went on an international job with and I met them out there uh, with this company in Mexico called Go Blue Tours and I was 20 and I wasn't allowed to be working for them but they snuck me through because I was supposed to be 21 and dude what what an experience that was I was excuse me that was that was crazy man what a time yeah do you want to uh, sort of talk about that a bit I know you've done a few travels um to where's the uh that party place I was uh we've talked about before 
I can't remember what the place is called. Bahamas? Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah, that's it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, what you do there? Yeah, I mean, I, I worked, I worked, I've worked in a lot of different uh, places. Um, the Bahamas was like the first uh, tourism uh, agency that I really was working with consistently. They invited me out there all the time. When I was 18, I, I traveled to the Bahamas with my senior class. And um, we just like go out there and have a great time. That's just like our school tradition. You graduate, turn 18, go to the Bahamas with your guys and girlfriends, and you just get sauced and, and have a great time. You know, rip jet skis, go to the clubs because it's legal to drink when you're 18 there. So it was phenomenal. Um, but they hired me as uh, like a host and to do media work and to, to kind of help them with their socials a little bit. And it was cool. I worked there for like four years. Every year in March, I'd go there for a full month. They pay for my travel, my stay, uh, everything with a, a stipend as well to like spend on stuff. And there was a casino right next door, dude. Oh my god, that's some some rough stories from that place as well. You win any money there? I did, dude. I, I won some cheese. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I was like going up big time playing roulette with my buddy Danny. I got Danny a job there uh, for one of the years I was there, and uh, we ended up there like every night after work, just meeting different people, talking to you know beautiful women, beautiful mothers, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, it, it was great. The Baja Mar is such a cool casino. I'd love to go back there sometime for sure. But um, the Bahamas is a cool place, cool place to work. Uh, but I stopped working there last year. And I haven't talked to that team since, but still have a great relationship with them. And that was really just one of the first places I worked at. But I've traveled to a lot of places, man. You know, like I've, I've been to Hawaii multiple times, Oahu, Maui. Uh, that's where I met Valdez uh, in, in Maui, actually, with my friend Sean Nels. And we were also with this guy, uh, Aria Tufanian, who I have no comment on. Um, <laughs> I don't talk to him anymore, but... Um, Anyways, I met Val out there, which was like kind of the, the needle in the haystack, and he was, became one of my best friends, dude. He was seriously someone that inspired me for a long time. So when I met him, um, that's when I was like, damn, like this, this industry is way, way different than I, I thought because, you know, you buy a plane ticket somewhere, you can have an opportunity hit at that second, or you can meet someone that you've always wanted to meet, and then it just becomes real life, you know. It's, it's not like some sort of fantasy or, or like – ideal world that you have in your head it's like it's just it's just life dude you know building relationships understanding that they're idle they're, these idols are, are are not um you know icons they're they're equals they're, yeah they really are equals and once you put others on a pedestal and you think that they are uh you know more or better than you that's when you really succumb to loot you lose you you lose the battle and um you always got to be growing and and think of yourself as a boss dude that's the whole like alpha mentality right there you know so you know maui was sick that's why i'm at val sorry to go off on a tangent there uh oahu is incredible that's when i had my first axo talent trip in oahu we we had this massive house and um my buddies canyon dakota helped rent it out they sponsored it and we had a couple brands we were working with michael maroon was there jack harris was there jack with two k's other people know him as is that um chase assumption was there hilarious story chase was there with us he was guiding us around the, the whole island when we were traveling to the waterfalls and doing cool stuff getting content ish was there ish she's awesome uh mia christiansen um who else was there arnie watkins was there and his girlfriend elena dude they're awesome um i'm trying to think of who else not jack how could i forget not jack oh and david rose david rose hey. the man at rose hey. hey, was it camel We'll call me Daniel, dude. Oh my God. There's so many people there. It really was. It was just, it was a fat trip. I don't think I forgot anybody. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, I didn't forget anybody. I don't think. Um, Bryson, Bryson Blasky was there too. The sky, AXO skydiver, but he was already in the, in the vicinity. He didn't travel from LA with us. Anyways, incredible time. First AXO talent trip was there first massive party we had just like a welcoming thing and chase was a down the street from his house where his parents lived in portlock which is like this nice community where the mansion was we rented and his parents thought that he was in california attending college 
And he never told them that he was there the whole time because he actually had just dropped out of school, which is literally hilarious. Um, Chase, love you, bro. Um, that was a great trip. Um, I've also been to places like Bali. Bali was awesome with Thaddy and Kai um, and girl Kai. Um, that, that was such a fun time. Uh, Thaddeus was just like, yeah, we're going to, to Bali. And it was right after I went to Miami with uh, Ricky Gutierrez. He invited me out there for a trip. He just wanted me to make some content for Tech Buds and this uh, travel thing he was setting up. And that was such a fun time. I went with Tori. I brought Tori and Claire with me. And that's why I met Mercedes. And, um, dude, what an experience that was. Michael Barba was out there. It's my boy. He's he's an alpha and exit talent as well. And, um, dude, Miami was epic. Ricky just rented two yachts out of nowhere, bro. Just it was like, I'm just going to rip two yachts for the day. And um, that was right before that I was in Vegas. I, I went to Greece before that, like a year before with Jack and, and Jake Strange. Greece was incredible. Would love to go back to Mykonos again soon. We got some cool deals there with some uh, with some sponsors from yachts and stuff. Dude, I'm rambling on. If you want to say something, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just letting you talk. But, right. um, I'm just talking about my, my travel experience. Yeah, well, you've definitely traveled a lot like as yeah, people can hear now. Um, what, yeah, what's probably been your favorite? You'd probably say the Hawaii one because that was like your first ever trip with like the AXO my group. Trip, my favorite trip was a tie for a long time. It was a tie between Mykonos and Positano, Italy, and Tristevere. But I've recently – I'm leaning towards Positano as the favorite trip because Mykonos was, was awesome, but I'm an Italiano, you know, and in my blood. And the sunset in Positano and just that, like, moonlit experience seeing the reflection and having moonlit dinner with this music playing in the background this dude playing live music for us that was probably the best the best trip i had and it was we just sent it dude we were in Tristevere. we started off in san sebastian in spain we went to france for a day i was with dylan and i was with martez house my brothers for life and um dude what an experience that was we, we just we were just finessing i remember uh, it was such a fun time we were just driving through the coast yeah, yeah, it looked cool. Like all the photos on your Instagram, like they were just so clean. It's just like a very like beautiful um like place to go and just live. Or like it'd be somewhere like when I looked at the photos, I would love to like retire there and just keep quiet and just relax and just it just looked very <laughs> pretty. Where a lot of the spots you went to, one of them I can't remember the actual spot, but I think it was near the water. And you're like sort of there's heat. Ah, oh, can't describe it, but like we'll talk off air. I'll, tell you the photo and whatnot and you can tell me where it is but like yeah some of the places that you've been to um are amazing but you haven't come to australia yet because you're a fucking dog oh man you've you've been staying it for three years you're like man i'm coming this coming this summer i'm coming this summer all right sweet can't wait bro i'm going to (laughs) look i'm sorry you know i love you it's been hard to get that's the that's a really far trip to make you know that's where i come to la i make the trip all the time oh my god here we go look i'm gonna come i'm gonna come we're gonna hit melbourne we're gonna go sydney we're gonna hit wherever else the hot spots are what, whatever you want to do bro i'm, I'm down i want to hit that that one place um what's it called byron bay now yeah uh, byron bay yeah it's like just up from um like sydney between queensland i'm pretty sure if i'm like is that the place right. that uh that Alex Hayes is always doing flips off of his balcony into the water. No, nah, it's Sydney. He just lives in like, I don't actually know much about Sydney, but I know it's in like sort of like Sydney, Bondi area, sort of around that where, yeah, Sydney. He lives around there with uh, a few of the homies. Well, dude, um, yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll come and I'm going to hop in a kangaroo's pouch. <laughs> um, all right. So we talked a bit about the LA life and what you do. So we talked about your favorite trip. Um, what would you, is there a, Actually, this is a good question. What's your favorite thing like to do in your business? Like, is it marketing, um, content creation? Is it like editing videos? Like, what do you enjoy the most? And what's the hardest one as well? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. What I enjoy the most, no lie, is directing, not editing, not 
talking on the phone, not sending emails. I enjoy a lot of those things. Don't get me wrong. I really love talking to people and, and you know, hitting key milestones, you know, and, and making serious advancements, like seeing people progress. I love that, bro. That really fulfills me. But directing behind a camera and, you know, getting those angles or directing some sort of scene or, or any sort of plan in general, not just with a, a camera itself, like if it's a, an event we're going to do or a trip, just direct, directing it, creating a plan, organizing things, setting it up. Like, I, I love it, bro. Like, I I started when I was 12 with a VHS camera, and, <laughs> you know, that that was the beginning days, making skits with my boys when I was a little kid. You know, just Slap Assassin. That was my first video I ever made. It's my friends from hometown will know what I'm talking about. But Didn't me and Kyle say that? You did see that video. Yeah, and, you, and you guys were bagging me out for making YouTube videos, you dogs. <laughs> I remember that we're in LA, we're in the house in um, oh, like the hills, um, and we we're fucking. We, what were we doing? We came back from what was that place? Um, we had that. Is it Chinese or Japanese? And I was like, I'm not wanting it. I'm not happy. And it was so good. The big bowl. Um, next to a donut. Tatsu. Yeah, yeah. Tatsu. Not tattoo. It's tattoo. If I said tattoo, Jack would would ream me out for that. It's tattoo. <laughs> So. Yeah, that was good. And then we went back. Um, I don't know. We had like I think we had donuts as well. I don't know. It was a big night. That was like, and we're just getting yeah. done editing and stuff like that. But yeah, de- definitely like directing is my favorite thing. Because um, like you know, you can. It's just when you have the clear vision of what you want to do, it just it's all in your head. Sometimes it's very hard to explain it to someone, but when you can direct it and sort of do it your own way, it's just the the vision's clear. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. I I agree. I mean, I love seeing you direct, man. Like even when we were with just when we were just hanging out with Kyle in the hills the one day with that sunset, bro. That like that one photo I just posted recently. Yeah, that's dope. Kyle, yeah. Kyle takes bangers, but you know it's a team effort. It's never just one person. You know, everyone's got to contribute, and so it, it was cool seeing you in action, and it's been cool seeing you grow with with Connison and and how you've taken lead and been learning things on your own through experience dude you you sent it to china on your own to find <laughs> yeah. a, a merchandiser to, for someone to help you with your distribution and and stuff and find the materials you needed so that's incredible man like people that are taking risks like that are really the ones that are gonna you know reap the rewards so direction is one thing but uh taking action that's true. I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words. And probably what's um I know this personally because we've talked about it and you've wanted me to hop on a, little, a couple of times, but I've just been sort of lazy. What is um the stuff that you do with the uh, should I say the name the Kardashians? <laughs> what's that? Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like you do a bit of work for the Kardashians. Um, talk about how oh, that, that all works. that's why you invited me on this podcast, huh? Yeah, that's I just need a bit of clout. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and so I've, I've had a lot of opportunities, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've been approached by a lot of different people to work on campaigns for media and also for marketing and also for consulting. Brands want to be consulted on how to grow their company and make it better when the media marketing field. Uh, talent wants to understand how to, you know, get better with their media and marketing and as well as starting their own business and, and career in that sense. But I got read, reached out to last year in June of 2019 for a project and it was for marketing in this case and um, my friend Gage was working with this company already and I was like oh dude these monthly giveaway campaigns are insane and uh, I ended up getting approached by Curated Businesses which is this company that hosts these celebrity uh, monthly giveaway campaigns which is awesome with the Kardashian and Jenner girls as well as other celebrities but their biggest campaigns every month are with the Kardashian Jenner girls alongside Scott Disick. And basically what they do is they help businesses grow and gain a larger audience so that they convert them to customers as well as just have a larger following so that they can uh, build a better brand presence. And it's all coming from real people directly from, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian or Kourtney Kardashian, uh, you know, Khloe Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, uh, whoever, what they cycle between a girl every month. But basically I'm just finding clients that want to, uh, you know, pay into these campaigns and, and grow their business in a completely ethical, professional way. And uh, dude, it has been a great experience working with that team. I've made a lot of different sales. I've contacted, 
you know, nearly 5,000 to 10,000 different uh, companies and built relationships with them just for these campaigns in, in particular. And I've built a great relationship with the curated businesses team where I, um, you know, help them with their digital marketing every month on these campaigns. So that has been badass. Um, I'd love to meet those girls one day. That'd, that'd be really cool. They're all hustlers. You know, Chris Jenner's out here just running the show. Um, but I, I'd also love to continue working with curated and, and help them out more in the future because it's been a cool way to collaborate and, and do more of, you know, what eggs a talent does with a, another project. So, yeah, I love that. And, you know, you always got to hustle and, you know, do different things to make money and build connections. And that's, that's how you become successful. You got to like sort of not say dabble cause dabbling is sort of the worst term, but you know, um, don't put your eggs in the one basket. What's the term for that? Don't put all your eggs in yeah, one basket. Yeah, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket for sure. You know, you should be doing multiple different things. You can't spread yourself too thin. You know, you, you can't say, yeah, I mean, I want to be a content creator. And then the next day be like, okay, well, now I want to be a neurosurgeon. It doesn't work like that. You know, <laughs> if you want to be a neurosurgeon, you're going to school for years to become a neurosurgeon. And that's your life. But if you want to be a, you know, a digital marketer as well as a content creator, as well as doing, you know, real estate. Or like maybe you want to dabble in like stock trading or, uh, you know, you want to get into uh, starting a, a label, a fashion label, something like that. Those are all things you can do because they all kind of relate with each other. And one of the fields will work with the other. And having multiple streams of income is one of the most essential things in this day and age. Um, you know, like I have I have six different streams of income right now because if one thing fails, I need to be able to support myself in another way financially. Um, but I'll never give up on the actual thing I'm passionate about, which is. Uh, directing and also consulting people and trying to change the world, show a new way to live. So, yeah, I, I love that. I love the whole like you have to have multiple incomes, or stream like streams of income to to live these days because you never know. Especially like what's happening right now with the coronavirus. Like, I know for me that a few things I don't have working now, so I'm just sort of like, luckily enough, I have backup plans, and I'm doing like I've just started doing business consulting. Um, through like streetwear and stuff um, and it's pretty cool like to sort of have people message you and be like can you help me with this um, yeah it's pretty cool to have that as well so um, where do you see your you can say where you see yourself but where do you see AXO in five years is there any massive projects you want to do um, I know that I think you you can probably say the um, the university thing that you're doing with AXO is that probably pretty important yeah, like what's the go in five years? Like where do you see it going? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so number one, I, I want to continue growing AXO Talent for sure. I, I want it to keep expanding now that I have a, a complete system where uh, I have a login portal and my recruitment is very easy with onboarding. Um, I actually haven't recruited people in, in months because I've been building out something called Alpha University, which is uh, a, a course – and it's, it's not just some, you know, course where I, I sell it and it just has some information, you know, it, it's also includes consulting, but the course itself, Alpha University teaches people on the way to, if you don't already understand personal branding and you have the philosophy and the mindset, you may, haven't mastered things yet, you don't understand how to start up a brand or develop a business or do digital marketing or network with different people and develop your, your circle. Uh, you know, if your media is, is lacking with your content strategy and you don't know how to storytell properly and, you know, more than everything, communicating with brands to create proposals and close your clients, Alpha University covers all those different things. And then if you graduate from Alpha University, then I'll give you a chance to become a part of AXO Talent, become an Alpha. But I just got to the point where there were so many people applying that for me to truly expand and become a global, global, I'm already global movement right now. We have people all over the world, but to really be what I want, I, I would have to find a way to consolidate everything into a format. And that has been with a video, video course where I, I teach everything. And then afterwards I, I do the, the exam and then they're able to have one-on-one -on -one consulting with me where I'm actually going to help them with projects. But if they don't graduate, then I'm not going to work with them because there's been too many people that have applied that just don't know the core things that are necessary. And um, I just simply don't have the time to explain it anymore or um, really the patience at this moment because I'm, I'm already working in so many different fields. But that's just one of the things. Um, I want to get this into schools for sure, like colleges and high schools, because there's a lot of kids who don't feel like learning calculus because they're straight up creative. And that's what I'm really uh, passionate about is, is getting people the attention 
for their creative pursuits. But um, then there's AXO Global, where I'd like to push that. Right now it's on hold because you can't really travel right now, but AXO Global is going to be badass because it's going to allow people around the world who are fans of AXO Talent to come travel us to places like Bali, Hawaii, Greece, Italy, Australia, you know, the UK, Mexico, wherever it is. You know, we're just going to go around the world and I'm going to be creating content with alphas alike. You know, like I'm going to invite you on trips, have you host trips in, in Australia and uh, it'll be cool because it'll be a win-win. Give the alphas a chance to host their own trips and uh, find a way to make some income doing what they love. And then also people who are fans of the movement will get an opportunity to come travel with us and see what it's like. And, uh, you know, see what it's like to really live a lifestyle where you're just doing what you're passionate about and you get to learn alongside the people that you look up to. So I think that's really what it's all about is continuing to exp- inspire and aspire to always become a better version that, from the previous day. because. You know, AX Talent's my heart and soul right there, and I'm definitely never going to get up on it, give up on that. Um, me, myself, uh, where do I see m- myself in five years? Continuing to work on AX Talent. Um, you know, I have some other uh, pursuits, maybe continuing in the real estate field. I want to invest in some properties and get some satellite houses going, maybe in Italy. Um, definitely in Italy, actually. Um, I want to get a satellite house, another one in LA, another Alpha house going. And um, another house in the, the east of the the northeast of the United States as well. Um, but having satellite houses will be great. And um, yeah, dude, directing. I want to keep directing, working with more talent. Uh, I'm in the process of writing a book, um, starting a podcast as we speak. And yeah, dude, that's that's really all I can share right now. I can't tell you anymore. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's just basically just pushing the vision more and more each day and just spreading the word and trying to show the movement and just show that there is more to life than doing the normal nine to five, as we all say. Um, Yeah, it's cool. And would you ever try one day, I know we're talking about it, Netflix, would you try maybe get something on there? Hopefully one, it's pretty hard as we've, we've both talked about it, but like, would that be a goal? You know, I've been in talks with Netflix producers before and I've had opportunities to get things on Netflix and on major television networks. But the problem with that is that they want to skew your creative and they kind of want to dip their hands in everything you're doing to make it seem uh, more appealing to the public. And sometimes that just kind of takes away the whole purpose. So until I get approached by a team that gives me a contract that allows me to do 100% my vision, then I'm not going to take any deals. But I've had a couple of deals come my way and a couple of possible opportunities, but they just didn't seem right. And I don't want to sell out ever. You know, I'm selling the dream right here and I'm never going to sell out. That That's not something that I plan on doing. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm an actor myself. You know, I get, I get jobs doing acting stuff. I've been on, you know, set with people like Dakota Johnson before. Um, you know, it's, it's cool. Like I love doing that on the side. I mean, I might my, myself end up on, Netflix doing something in the future that'd be pretty cool but who knows man like I said you got to do as many things as you you want and things more things that you love because you know I literally don't think anything is impossible there's no limits so if you risk it then you can get the biscuit yeah that's that's facts um all right quick question here I got a couple questions left um if you actually let's just go with this one if someone's trying to get into the industry that we're in right now, what's your advice? Like, do some Gary Vee shit, speak some some truth. Um, yeah, just give some advice. Okay. You want me to drop some bombs on you? Number one, throw your ego in the fucking trash. Okay, I know that's some Gary Vee shit for sure, but I'm being so serious. Like, you need to reach out to 300 people a day. And I say this to everybody that I consult. I say this to all the people that come to me for advice. You need to reach out to more people. The biggest problem people have is that they're very good at something. They're really talented with it. They're passionate about it, but they don't understand the other things they need to do to expand. And that's because they're afraid to ask people questions and they're afraid to get hurt and to look bad for not knowing and and feeling like they're inadequate. But the fact is you're always going to be inadequate if you don't do the research on your own on this magical thing called Google, which has every answer on it pretty much. And then also just by reaching out to people that have those gems, you know, look for mentors, look for people that are doing things that you want to do. And if they don't answer, you know, that sucks, you know, look for somebody else. There's billions of people in the world. Look to start emailing people professionally, but more reaching out and just really putting yourself out there. That is my biggest 
piece of advice, dude. If you hit up 300 people a day for one month with genuine conversations, trying to connect with them, whether it is as a client, as a friend, or a mentor, it will change your life drastically. I do that every day, and I literally get blocked by Instagram like every night because I just go insane marketing, just reaching out to people. And it's not always just marketing, it's network development. And um, my other piece of advice is always keep creating and never try to follow somebody else's footsteps. Carve your own path, you know? Do something different. Be original. Don't be a loser that's trying to copy others. That's that's lame, dude, you know? It's not cool. You know, you know it's cool doing something that no one's ever seen before. Doing something that's really going to make a difference or make an impact because it comes from you and it comes from your head. Don't be afraid. Take those risks because you know, if you don't, then you'll never know. And there's so many fake kids out there that are just doing it for an image. It's it's a shame. I've lost a lot of friends because of it. I've lost a lot of relationships because I just don't agree with their views. And um, just don't be afraid to speak up for yourself because sometimes someone won't agree with you. And that's okay for you not to agree. But if you just keep going through life, acting like everything someone says is okay and being a yes man, you know, you're just a big simp. That's for that's it. So <laughs> yeah. that's my piece of advice. Don't be a simp. And just want to quickly say, like, how, like, you, we both know how hard it is to run a business because people just think, like, when you see, especially stuff on Instagram, it's just like you only see the good part, but it's a big struggle as well. It's a big hustle. Yeah, well, there's a lot that goes into running a business, man. I mean, there's a lot of inner working parts. You, from formulating the company to the financials for it, the legal background that has to go into managing different uh, proposals and, and invoices and contracts to the actual operations, which is the biggest thing, operating your business. Who is handling the day-to-day operations and not falling behind? So, I mean, a lot of people, like I said, are very talented at something, but they don't understand the work that goes into building a true company and a a brand or a business agency, uh, whatever that may be, dude. Um, You know, you need to work with people and, and can't be afraid to reach out and ask. But at the same time, you need to understand that you're the boss. You're leading the entire movement, and without you, nothing happens. Nothing's going to just pop in your lap one day, like a bag of gold or a huge opportunity isn't just going to fall in your lap unless you put yourself in that situation to be set up for success. Yeah, 100%. You have to be prepared for sure, but you also have to be – you have to be prepared for sure, but you also have to be – Damn it, I can't think of what I was trying to say, but you know, it, it's pretty much chance. It, it is chance, but you, you got to go out there and just risk it, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that, like everything you said there is just like it's so true. Definitely. Um, hopefully, people can take um some advice from that. Or what's the? I can't. Yeah, even remember what I was going to say. But as well, I've got three last questions. They're a bit more fun. Um, we've talked about. All right, it. All right celebrity crush. Hit me. My celebrity crush. Yeah. Dude, what if she listens to this? No, she's never going to listen to this. It's Margot Robbie, 100%. Um, Lovely. Margot Robbie's a dime. Um, I I have another celebrity crush, but I'm not going to say that one because I actually think I may have a chance with her. (laughs) Fuck off. You don't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Chill, chill, chill. Give me me some time. Okay. And, okay, so new person coming to LA, don't have a fucking clue what to do. Favorite place to get food and favorite club, nightclub. Oh, okay. Favorite place to get food. Um, I love I love to hit Nobu in Malibu. It's not really in LA. It's outside. Um, Fucking but expensive. Nobu Malibu is like where I, when I had the first idea, first meetings for AXO Talent, I, I've been there with a lot of my friends, had some great times there. Um, We've been there. That, def- yeah, Nobu is definitely one of my favorite spots. Um, it people go there a lot. Another place I really like is Tatsu. If you're on a budget, Tatsu is delicious Japanese food. I'm big into Japanese food. That's like my my favorite type of food. Um, yeah, so those those are definitely like my two favorite go tos. If you're when you're on a budget or if you want a ball, um, favorite nightclub. Man, favorite nightclub. There's a few. There's a few good ones. There's a few. There's a lot of bars that I like. Like, like if you want to have go to a bar, then again, you know, because I like the finer things. Don't get me wrong, but I also can have fun without the finer things because I like to just have a good time. I don't care about you know the clout and stuff. But 
with that being said, I do like luxury and I like nice things. So if we're going to go to like a cool club or something like, uh, you know, Doheny room, that's a cool place to go. Um, you know, I've, I've been there for my friend's birthday parties. Um, I've been taken there for my birthday party. Like I remember one time actually Jack took me there. Uh, Jack with two K's, my boy, one of my best friends, he, he took me out to, um, Doheny room and bought me like some Grady's bottles. Grant Kemp was there. And, um, it was hilarious. We, we turn around and Leo DiCaprio is like right behind us wearing a hoodie and a hat. He was there for like 15 minutes and then he bounced out with like some girl, but that was a great experience. Doheny room is a, is a fun time. Nightingale is also a really fun place to go. Um, but if you want to talk about like epic places to go and you have like $13 in your pocket and some game, then definitely hit no vacancy and good times at Davy Wayne's or Mama Shelter. Those three. Go, go on. Sorry. Okay. Those three are classics, dude. They're speakeasies. Um, you know, you walk into like hidden doors to get to two of them. It's so much fun, dude. Love those spots. Yeah. Which one's the one with the, is it the floating floor or door? The one with the, per- like someone's on the bed and it like moves forward. <laughs> that one is, um, that's no vacancy. And that's I've so had- fun. Dude, have, have had some great times there, man. Seriously. There was, there was a time where like Green Day was performing there. And, um, my one friend, Nick, actually, I was with my friends, Nick and Bryce and, and Matt and, and James, dude, <laughs> we turn around and Nick is just hanging out with Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day. And he ended up going to this like after party with them in this huge mansion. And that just goes to show you, man, if like when you go out there and I'm not just talking about like parties and stuff, but like going out there, like you never knew who you're going to meet or what's going to happen. You just got to put your game face on and be a good person, be open to the opportunities, you know, the abundance is there, man, for real, be a cool guy, don't be a simp, just own it, <laughs> what you're saying. own what you're saying, you know, be confident, and, um, you know, just be yourself. Yeah, like, no cap, like, when I went to No Vacancy with you, I was like, when I saw the girls there, man, I was like, holy fuck, like, I looked at it, I'm like, Every every girl in here is a ten out of ten, and I'm like, fuck, I have no chance talking to these girls. I was legit. I was there. We were having a few drinks, and I'm like, fuck, like I'm just some fucking twenty one year old Australian boy, like, and these girls are like twenty six up, like fucking Gucci bags. Every, I'm like, damn, these some badasses in here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Gucci's garbage, dude. Yeah, there's there's some cuties that go there, man, for sure, and just just cool people in general. A lot of times. It's funny that I'm talking to you right now because you're Australian, but I, I fake an Australian accent pretty much. Right. No, you don't. You have out. the shittest accent. Don't fuck. don't come onto no. my podcast acting like you have the best my, accent. My, on my podcast acting like you got the best accent. Dude, I'm pretty decent. It could pass. I have an alter ego. That you can pa- yeah, you could pass in America, but in Australia you would be like – exactly i'm only i'm only fucked when I, I encounter another australian which is kind of the worst scenario but you know my alter ego is definitely nigel when i'm out i pop a connor accent on and, and i get to it yeah i, I know i've seen it before and people would like come up and be like you'd be like acting all australian and they hear me and they're like what the fuck yeah i know but yeah i guess that's a wrap man like we've gone for like an hour um how do you think we went for like my first podcast or talking to someone like we went bounced back we probably mumbled a little bit mumbled about some holiday trips <laughs> but uh i think it was a good little successful uh podcast well not little it's an hour so dude i, I had a good time it was, it was great talking to you i mean i think that when you continue to do this it's just going to keep growing um you know once i have get my podcast going uh alphas i'm, I'm going to invite you on for sure um I, I probably have a few podcasts coming out uh two different ones and um, I'm excited about that as well. But for, for this conversation we just had, that was great, man. I feel like you got a lot of information out. Uh, and I like the way that you hosted it. So definitely uh, want to come back on in the future. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I like just – this is my first time doing it. I'm like, fuck, how do I like run this whole thing? Because like clearly when you have a phone call, it, it just flows. But like when you yeah. have a podcast, like it's sort of like you've got to ask questions but let it flow as well. So it's been a little bit tricky, but hopefully it's going well and hopefully the viewers or listeners – um have enjoyed it where do you where can people talk to you if they need help they want to join axo um i take commission of this if they're from my viewers oh my god <laughs> um yeah so i mean if if you want to to hit me up just uh subscribe to my only fans tonight at 69 cents for the next 12 hours no i'm just kidding um if you really want to hit me up about work or you just want to connect 
I'm always down to talk to people. Um, I'm not one of those people that like doesn't respond. I love responding to people. If you hit me up with a respectful message or something funny, uh, my Instagram is at Blake the Cake. Uh, it's B L A K E D A Delesio um, Cake. Um, and then my Instagram for my business is AXO Talent, A X O T A L E N T. And uh, you can also hit me up on LinkedIn or you could just visit our website and contact us there or you could apply there if you want. Awesome. So, yeah, I just want to say a big thank you. Very, like, <laughs> fuck. I just want to say thank you very much for joining. Um, the podcast, yeah, it's been dope, and I wish you all the best in the next couple of years. I hope you're safe in LA with the virus, and I'll probably be over there soon, and we'll hit up no vacancy and have a bit of a boogie, a few drinks. In hazmat suits, for sure, with gloves <laughs> and masks on. Oh. All right, man. Uh, well, yeah, take care, and yeah, all the best. All the best, brother. All right, I'll talk to you.